You know, we just finished <clears throat> in August, we finished a class called Next Step, where we talked about, um, you know, how, does God, how did God design you? What are the spiritual gifts? All of us got spiritual gifts. What are the spiritual gifts that God has given you? You know, for all of, you know, all of our young people who are not married yet, God has given you all the gift of celibacy, all right? But, I mean, there's, there's all these spiritual gifts, and we had a class and the class was so great, and the, the people in the class were, were so excited about it. Someone texted me last night and said, hey, are we having a class today, t- t- tomorrow? And I said, oh, sorry, we're not having a class. They were so disappointed because we're not meeting. But we're going to be offering more things in the future. But I want to encourage you, second half, take advantage of that time and get involved in a life group and all that. And we'll talk about how to do that, all right? Got, a, got some questions for you. We're going to kind of do a, a life group kind of thing right now. Okay, so they just, okay. I want you to break up into, I want you to, not break, that sounds so negative. I want you to form up into groups of threes and maybe fours, but no more than that because it's going to take too long otherwise, all right? So what are you going to do? There's going to be some questions up here. And what I want you to do is in your little groups, yeah, is I want you to, to just share what is church to you? Like, really, what is church? Just, you know, what is church to you? All right? And, and, and nobody's going to laugh at anybody else's answers, okay? If, if you laugh, shame on you, but don't laugh. Why is it important to go to church? Like, why is it important to come to church? What do you love about our church here? And then, what would you love to see us get involved in? Some thoughts. And what I wanted to do on those last two questions, if some administrative type person with giftings of administration or whatever, if you could just jot down what people said they loved and what they would love to see us get engaged in, involved in, if you could write that down, and then Pauline will go around or someone will go around and collect those at the end. Okay, I'm going to give you guys about seven minutes and 49 seconds. All right? So real quick, just turn your... Yeah, I guess turn yourselves or something. You can even mess the chairs up, I guess. But just threes and fours, okay? And I will know who got the rebellious spirit in there when you go like with five or six. Threes and fours, okay? And you got the loner tides, it's going to be like one or two. No, no, come on. Threes and fours, real quick. Answer those questions, all right? What is church to you? Okay? Here in the front, Pauline, modestly holding up like this, modestly holding up. Oh. <clears throat> of course, Dave texted you. Dave probably texted you that stuff. Use a mental meter or something. All right, if you're not done, like Kurt guys over here, after service, you guys can kind of finish up, okay? All right, thank you so much for, 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 for doing that. <clears throat>
part of the reason why I wanted you guys to start thinking about, you know, what is church? Why do you go to this thing called church and all that? It's because because God is leading us to, to be the church that he's called us to be in greater ways. It's not to say that we're, we're, we haven't been the church that he's called us to be, but in greater ways, he's calling us to move forward, build upon where we are now, and, and to move beyond what is comfortable, what is familiar, and, and to make a greater impact in the world around us. You see, that's his message to us, that in the midst of this transition that God brought three people to speak his message to us. You know, Pastor Alan Cardenas came last week, and he shared with us and encouraged us on how we can make a difference in the world around us, right? I mean, if you didn't get excited, if you were here, if you were here and you heard what Alan was saying, and you didn't get excited, come up, see me after, I'll pray for you, all right, Okay. Michelle Okimura, a few weeks ago, came, and she's the, 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 the head of Explicit Movement, and how we learned how God used a person, just a regular person, who was willing to take a step of faith to impact the world. You know, She kept saying, well, you know, I'm just me, and I don't know what I could do, and God is using her in amazing ways and using this movement to equip young people and families, you know. And then Pastor Kel Chinin came, and, and, and he said to all of us that, that we're more than an organization, that we're, we're, we're more than an institution, that at the end of the day, we're a family, that we're a family. And that God is, is calling us to come together. And, and really what we've been doing is, if we're like at the beach, we've been waiting around the, the, the shallow waters, you know, close to shore. And it's, it's, it's nice. And it's safe. And what God is saying, <clears throat> I want you guys to go deeper. You know? And, and he's not yanking us and pushing us. He's encouraging us. He's saying, let my Holy Spirit speak to you, and I want you to come deeper. Because I love you, and you've been doing great, but there's so much more. And he wants us to go where the water at first is a little colder, right? It's like colder. And then it's like we can't touch the bottom. And, and, and he wants us to go to a place where our dependence and our faith is in him and him alone. And he's calling us to, to trust him in greater ways. It's, it's also really important for us to know that, that everyone who God's called to be here, for all of you to know what church really is and what church is really all about. We all have our ideas, and God wants to show us and reveal to us that what church really is, his design for the church, and that, that every single person here is vital to the family of God. And that God's called all of us 
not just to be an observer or a attender, but, but we're all needed just as in our bodies, every part is necessary. And that's what Jesus said in 1 Corinthians 12, 12. He says, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body, so it is with the body of Christ. In other words, the body isn't just, okay, there's this pastor guy and probably those elders and leaders, and they do all the work in the body. Uh Uh-uh. The body is all of us. And when just one of us, any one of us, is not functioning in the way that God intends us and calls us to, the whole body just isn't working quite right. right? When one part of your body isn't working quite right, you kind of feel it, right? You know, we, we, we say we feel sick. And God is saying, I want the body to be healthy. And every person has to understand that we have an active and, a, and an active and an important part in this body, in this family called KCF. And so that's why at this really crucial time, God has led us, and it is God, God has led us to start a really important series that, you know, I, I said it all the time, this is like the most important series, but this really is, since we started the church, this, this, this series, I believe, is going to be groundbreaking for where God wants us to go. It's a series based on, we're going to follow along Francis Chan's book called um, Letters to the Church. That's the book. And Francis Chan is a pastor who stepped away from a church that most would consider very, very successful. They had about 6,000 people. They were giving money away like crazy to all kinds of uh, needs and causes throughout the world. And um, God nudged Francis and led him to leave that all behind. And he and his family moved from California to Southeast Asia. And, and they were there, not sure what they were supposed to do, but they began to um, fellowship and be around persecuted Christians. And they caught a whole new vision for what church is really like. And he began to rethink what church was all about. And then he looked into the Bible again, and he read the Bible with, with new eyes. And, and he moved back to California, but he, and he started a church, but it was a whole lot different from the church that he had left earlier. He started what he calls a church planting movement in the inner city of San Francisco and also working to launch a countrywide discipleship movement. That's what he says. That his his view of church changed. And he says, I'm not here to build a church anymore. I think God is calling me to, to be a part of a church planting movement in the inner city of San Francisco and to work to launch a countrywide discipleship movement. And instead of leading a large church, he is starting a network of churches made up of about 10 to 20 people. And as I read this book, it was amazing how God was confirming so many things 
that he had put on my heart and speaking to me for about the last seven years. Things that I had been too scared in some ways to step into because it was like, oh, that's really different. I don't know if people are going to, you know, this is going to be, and I was a little scared, right? And it was a challenge, and he's been challenging me to step outside of my comfort zone. And um, it became really, really clear to me that as I read this book, that the foundational values, the foundational guiding values for what we are calling KCF 2.0, it's pretty, God's been using this, and he's articulating those values in this book, you know? And uh, reading it was like, oh, this is scary. He was like, man, man, this is, yeah, yeah. God was speaking to me. And so that's why we are starting this all-important series today. We're calling it Letters to KCF because we're not going to be Francis Chan. I'm not Chinese, you know. We're not going to be what he's doing there. But God wants us to grab hold of these principles and the values and contextualize it for where we are here in Honolulu right now to what God's called us. So that's what we're going to be doing. That on Sunday mornings, we're going to be going through this book a chapter at a time. You know? And I think it's going to be super instructional. It's going to be eye-opening in a lot of ways. And it's going to be really challenging for all of us. We're going to do that every Sunday morning. We're also going to be going through this book in our life groups. And I want to encourage you. Our life groups, what we call our small groups, where the focus is on discipleship. And we're just starting to get that off the ground. And I want to encourage you to get involved. And I'm going to tell you how in just a little bit. But we're going to go through this book during the week. And we're going to be learning together, grappling with the material together, that we're going to be supporting, encouraging each other, just spurring each other on. And so what we're going to do is this week and next week, I'm going to talk about the why, why this is so important, what this is all about. And then on September 15, we're going to just get into it from chapter one. All right? That's kind of the game plan. Um, we're going to go through the book, and we're going to go all the way through probably December 1st. And we're going to go a chapter at a time, and then at the end, um, I'm trusting God that God's going to lead us to some kind of church-wide application point that now we've got to take a step of faith. And um, that's what we're going to be doing. And through this all, there's an underlying value and belief that I firmly believe in that is motivating me. And I believe God's wanting to encourage all of us the why in which this is so important that we do this right now, all right? And that is this, this pastor once said, this prominent pastor once said that the church is the hope of the world, that the church is the hope of the world. Why? Because when you look at the world around us, and you look at all the challenges going on, you know, that um, you see the challenges that individuals are facing and families are facing and communities are facing and cities and states are facing and countries are facing. And you look at all that, that um, 
There's nothing that can fix those challenges. There's nothing that can fix them. Money can't fix those challenges. Um, education can't. Power can't. Government can't. You know, we can go to Barnes and wherever else and look at all the self-help books. We can go to all the seminars, but nothing, nothing can help. Not even, not even all the love that we can muster up and conjure up in our hearts. There's nothing we can do on our own, really. Nothing we can do on our own strength that can fix, truly fix the problems and overcome the challenges the world faces. Nothing we can do, only God can. Only God can. That it is absolutely clear to me now that man, there is nothing we can do, only God can fix. And that's why he had to send his son to come and die for us because we couldn't be saved on our own strength. We just couldn't. And he has so birthed the church because the world would be lost. And, and God said, there's got to be salt. There's got to be light. There's got to be hope. And the church, I'm raising up this organism called the church, my family called the church, and the church is going to be the hope of the world. The church is to be the hope of our world. And when I think of that, that's what motivates me to say, God, we got to be a church that can truly be the hope of the world. We have to do that. You know? And that's why I get nervous when we <clears throat> have one service and everybody gets really comfortable. And it's like, man, I kind of dig this where we all know each other. And then I get really nervous when we have these life groups and people are beginning to share their hearts and their lives and they're, they're, they're bonding together. And then the group says, we can't have anybody else join this group. Because, man, we are now like, this is, this is all, you know, it makes you so nervous. Because, because God never intended the church to be like that. The church was never made to be, let's all gather together. Let's be in this nice air-conditioned room. And let's forget about the world. Just for even an hour. Let's just forget about the world. And if the world goes to hell, oh well. As long as God is feeding me. That I'm experiencing God's miracles. That I'm enjoying God. And I have people that I'm just really comfortable with. And God says, there's got to be more. Matthew 5, 14 says, You are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden, no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine. Shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. The church is supposed to be this shining light. That, that the things that we do should shine out the light and the love of God through this whole city. And when people look, that's the church. That's the church. Look at that church. In Nanakuli, 
when they have challenge day coming up, and when God is using the church to work with the public schools, and the suicide rate drops from six to four to zero, we look, look, the church is shining. You know, let your good deeds shine. Imagine a church. Imagine a church that shines in the midst of any darkness. Imagine a church like that. In John 13, 34, Jesus says, So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. The church is to demonstrate and display the love of God to the world. Friends, we got to love each other. What would happen if, if we all loved each other so much that when we saw someone in need, we said, you know what, you're in need, I got some extra whatever, money, whatever, here you go. You know, I got like a, I got an extra car. I'm not really using it. You need a car, here's a car. You know? Or people get together and say, why do we need a lawnmower for every house in our group here. What if we just had one lawnmower? We just shared. I just share my lawnmower because my lawnmower is great. It's one of those sitting down ones. You can do that. And, and we began to share and love. Not just I love you, but we demonstrated love. People would look, Jesus said, and say like, that's the church. I wouldn't mind being a part. I got to check that church out. Imagine a church that is made up of all kinds of imperfect people that are all under construction, right? Because nobody's perfect, and everybody's in process, and yet this church loves each other with the love of God. Imagine a church like that. In 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, what it says, this is the church of the living God, which is the pillar and the foundation of truth. In this age of, of, of relativism and, and, and really situational ethics, and where there's no such thing as real and absolute truth, you know, the key word is depends. It's true, but it depends on, and, and, and there's no truth. And and the church is to be a beacon, is what it's saying here, a pillar and a foundation of truth, of God's real and absolute truth to the world. The church is where people can find truth and real answers. And that's why I love what Dave O.C. came up with when we started the church. He said, we've got to be a church that is real life, real people, real challenges, Real answers. That's what 1 Timothy 3.15 is talking about. Imagine a church where people come from all over because they're searching for truth. And they say, they got something. It seems like they have the truth. And people are coming from all over for the truth and for answers to their most pressing and important questions. Imagine a church like that. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, 
Verse 1, I urge you, talk to the church, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. Not just people inside the church. Pray for all people. Ask God to help them. Intercede on their behalf. Give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority. Not just people in the church. Not just for leaders in the church. But for all leaders. Not just for leaders we like. Not just for leaders we voted for. But for all leaders and authorities. So that we pray for one another. We pray for everybody. We pray for all the leaders. Why? Why? It says, so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. Friends, prayer, our prayers for the world, for the leaders. What is at stake? Godliness and dignity and people living a peaceful and quiet life. Question. Are we in a culture and a society today that we are leading peaceful and quiet lives with this godliness and dignity? Are you okay with letting a teenage or teenage daughter walking around wherever at night? When you read the papers, it's just peaceful and, and quiet lives. No. No. Maybe it's because the church is not doing what the church is supposed to do. Imagine a church that experiences the power of God through prayer. Imagine a church that, that impacts Entire nations on its knees in prayer. Imagine a church like that. Matthew 28, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them. Teach them how to live. God has called the church to go out and share the love of Jesus, share the good news about Jesus to the world around us, to nations. That's the mission of the church. Imagine a church where every person is passionate, not just pastors, not just certain people, but every single person in the church is passionate about going out and loving everybody to Jesus. Where everybody in the church is teaching people how to fully devote their lives to Jesus. Where every person is, is coming alongside other people and teaching them how to live. Imagine a church like that. God is building his church here at Kakako Christian Fellowship. He's building his church. He's getting our attention in this time of transition that we're here because of God's design and his love for our church. God has an amazing future. Amazing future. And it starts now for all of us together here. God is leading us. God is leading us and showing us how he wants his church to be here at Kakaka, how he wants it to be built. 
And there are blueprints for what he wants us to become. There are these pillars that he wants us to, to, to put and build everything upon those pillars. And that is what we're going to be doing over the course of the next couple months. Maybe even longer, I guess, is what it is. A big part of the blueprints is found here. That, that God, the Holy Spirit, is going to use this. You know? And there's going to be these general plans. And he's going to speak to all of us and say, you know, specifically, this is how it's going to work out. And I, I can tell you that we're going to see in greater measure God's blueprints and foundation uh, for his church here. And I'm going to tell you right off the bat, it's going to make some of you squirm a little. It's going to make you feel really uncomfortable, I believe. It makes me uncomfortable. You know, I, I get nervous. I think, really? You know? And God is saying, Really? But I want us, I want us to catch that vision. Why are we going to, why are we going to go through this now? Because God wants to us to be the church that we have just imagined. The time for imagining is over. We've got to start walking in that. How do we do that? This is going to help. This series is going to help. All of you involved is going to help. If it's just me and if it's just a few of us, we're going to keep going, but it's, 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 it's going to be hard sledding. If half of us engage, it be a lot easier. If all of us engage, we can go where God wants us to go faster because there's something about unity. Are you ready? Are you ready? We can imagine, we can get excited, we can get all fired up. But there's a key in all of this. And this key is we've got to, we have to obey. We can, ah, it's great. That was great. Oh, that was a good pep talk. Oh, that was good in the gang. Oh, I love that. But if we stop there and we don't obey, we're not going to get anywhere. The key to this all is for all of us here to take a step of obedience. Obedience means we do it because we're going to trust and follow God. Not because I kind of like this. I think I'll take a shot. No. It's whether we feel like it or not. Obedience is whether we feel like it or not. We're going to take that step. That's the key. That's the key. And you're all here because God has brought you here, and we need each other. We need all of us. The body, all the parts have to work together. And as we prepare to start this series, I want to strongly, strongly encourage you. Man, if I could beg you, I would, to do the following things. One, make a decision to submit to God, trust, and follow him wherever he leads us, folks, that we're going to follow and we're going to trust him in all things, that we're going to trust him. And that means for every one of us, we're going to be 
we're going to make a decision to be an active part of what God wants to do here. It's more than like God wants, no, God wants to use you and me and everybody here. Okay. Starts there. Second thing, get a book. Get a book and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you in a clear way. Don't just read it. Say, Holy Spirit, will you speak to me and chew on it? I mean, not literally, but you know, right? We have about 19 books here. And I was going to order more. And I thought, you know what? We have a bookstore here on Holly Coelho Street called Logos Bookstore. It's a locally owned bookstore, a Christian bookstore. In fact, I found out it's probably the only one left here on Oahu. And yeah, I could go on Amazon. Yeah, I could get a little cheaper. But you know what? We need to support. If we're going to be a church, and Logos Bookstore, the people in that bookstore, they're part of the family of God with us. And so I want to encourage you. I got some here. You want to get it? Great. But I want to encourage you. You know, go down to Logos Bookstore. Some of you probably have never been to Logos Bookstore. It's on Holly Cooley Street. You go to Cook Street, turn left, right there on the left side. It's right there. Go. They got this book. Tell them Mark Morimoto sent you, and you get it at full price. <laughs> but, but go there. Support the bookstore. Okay? Support the bookstore. All right? Or if you're like an e, you know, one of those guys, get an e-book or wherever. Get an e-book, Kindle, or whatever else they have. Just get one of those. Okay? But get a book and start reading it. And read it slowly and digest what you're reading. Read and, and, and challenge yourself to see if you are walking fully and totally as a disciple of Jesus. See if you are an active part in this family called the church, okay? Submit, engage, get a book, read the book, all right? And then get into a life group. Get into a life group. Invest time to meet weekly with other disciples and learn together what it means. Okay. At the end of the service, I'm going to have Neil Shimabukuro and Neil Morikami who are overseeing our life because they're going to come up. If you want to sign up, see one of them. If you have questions, see one of them. If you want to just, I kind of I know the drill. I'm going to go on our website, kcfhawaii.org. I'm going to sign up there. But I want to encourage you, come up. Right? It's going to take all of us. Right? Call the worship team up. God doesn't want us to imagine a church. He wants us to trust and follow him as he builds his church here. And it's going to require that we obey. Take steps of obedience today. Get a book. Make a decision. I am going to be here. I am so busy. Make getting into a life group a priority. Because this is not just for you. This is for our world and what God wants to do. All right? Why don't you stand with me? We're going to pray, and then we're going to close with a song. And Father, we just thank you. Thank you for your love for us. Father, thank you that you've called us to be a church. Will you lead us and guide us now? Lead all of us in Jesus' name.